It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to a very emotional Rico Bronia because this is your final regular season edition of Rico Bronia. Hopefully, there will be many postseason editions. There may not be. Who the hell knows? There may be a long, long, long offseason of Rico Bronias. But as far as the regular season is concerned, it is officially over. The New York Mets swept the Washington Nationals of a three-game series that a few days ago I didn't think was even going to occur. They do finish with 101 wins. This was a series that, I don't know if you guys felt this way, especially after the Braves sealed the deal on Tuesday night. I was as emotionally checked out of a series as I've ever been. Because you know me, I'm scoring every game, I'm watching every pitch. I actually managed for the finale on Wednesday afternoon, it was delayed by two hours, to watch as little of a Met game as I think I have in years. And I thought that was healthy. I thought that was really, really important for me to get away from that because it's been a long season. Hopefully, it's going to be a long postseason run. So I treated the Wednesday afternoon game when it finally started a little after 6 o'clock as almost a spring, a late spring training game. Not an early spring training game. Early spring training games, off. I'm into. I mean, scored it. But when it's late March and we're about three or four days away from opening day, you couldn't pay me to watch a spring training game. And that's how I treated game 162. And I feel emotionally healthy for doing such a thing. Oh, it's important. It has to be. I think after the... And this is why I got a lot of crap from people like you're giving up on your team, especially after like, you know, there was still a chance they'd they get the division if the Braves lose and the Mets win. All this nonsense. I'm like, I I think for the loyal diehard fans like yourself, I, I put myself up there too. It was a 159 grind. <laughs> we grinded out every single right, game right. with them. We deserve that break. Well, I, I will admit this though, Hoff. So – The Mets got rained out Monday, which was the greatest thing that ever happened because it allowed you to kind of have that day to not have to watch Met baseball, especially going into this series. You figure, come on, the Braves are obviously going to win a game. The Mets are not going to win the division, but the Braves played Monday and lost. So at least now you go into Tuesday doubleheader with that shred of hope. Not that I wanted a shred of hope. I mean, looking back on it, if the Braves could have won Monday, that would have made things easier. But think about it. The Mets play a doubleheader. They win the first game, not easily, by the way. It was a relatively close game to the point where Edwin Diaz is coming in to get four outs, and the Braves are in a very, very close game to the point where the Braves, now the Braves had a million opportunities in that game, but the Marlins had bases loaded two outs in the eighth inning. So I'm sitting there at Citi Field. I've got my six-year-old son asleep on my lap. It's misting outside. I got the Marlin Brave game on, and the Marlins are a swing away from at least getting us to 162. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't kind of sucked back in, not thinking the Braves were going to lose, but there was just enough, just enough to think, hey, okay, wait a second. Maybe we get to game 162 and at least the pressure's on Atlanta. Uh, Obviously, that didn't work out because (laughs) I think it was Goshams hit that fly ball to right field and it ended it and the Braves won the NL East. And I think for that, five-minute period where I was watching it at City Field. It was very surreal because even though we knew Sunday night the Braves had won the NL East, we said it on the Rico, I think we all knew it, when it becomes official and any dream is dead, even the smallest, even the faintest of dreams, it's the reality. And the reality sucks. And I had a lot of time over the last few days. Obviously, we've done shows, you with Tiki and Tyranny, me with Craig. 
you know, obviously bitching about what happened in the three games against Atlanta, thinking back to any game you want to come up with that, hey, if they win that game, everything's different. And I've been giving it a lot of thought over the last few days, and here's the truth. It's a very mixed, weird feeling. They won 101 games. That is an accomplishment. I know we also live in an era in which teams are winning 100 games a lot more than ever, and I acknowledge that. I understand that winning 100 games today is a little bit different than winning 100 games in, say, 1977. I think the facts will back that up. Look how many teams win 100 games nowadays. But still, for this franchise, for us as Met fans, coming off the failures we've seen really since 2016, it's meaningful to win 100-plus games. It was a very, very good regular season, and that's how I'm going to phrase it. Very, very good. You win 100-plus games, you did something right. Obviously, to play your worst baseball in a three-game series against the team that's been chasing you all year makes it very bitter. And it's not to make any excuses. That was a horrible weekend. Everything we said on the Rico over last weekend, I think we all stand by. Everything that scared us, everything that we were mad about. Like, it is what it is. I don't think any of us would ever walk back being pissed off about what happened. You should be pissed off. You're a fan. You watch a lot of games, you want to win the division. There's no apology for that. But I do admit, I think we all have to admit, that despite how bitter that weekend was against the Braves and any other week you want to pick up, I know a lot of people bring up the Cubs series, and that's fine. I respect that. To me, it's the Atlanta series. We'll get more into that in a little bit. They won 101 games. They were a very good team this year. It sucks that they were in a division that they even had a chance to lose based on having bad three days in early October. It sucks. It's bad luck. But you know what? Over the years, we've had some pretty good luck. In 2015, the Mets were in a terrible National League. Let's be honest. The division was awful, and the Mets were able to take advantage of it. So there are going to be years in which you have bad luck. There are going to be years in which you have good luck. But I think we all need to take a step back and realize that a 101-win season is a very good season. And for me and for Pete, that's not a season we ever witnessed. I was too young in 1988. I don't remember it. I was obviously too young in 1986. I don't remember it. I wasn't born in 1969. So... Our best regular seasons coming into this one was what? I mean, what was the best regular season the Mets have ever had? Probably 2006. And I think when you look at seasons years later, it's easy to poke holes in it and say, well, yeah, they won a lot of games in 2006, but look at the rest of the league. The rest of the league sucked. I think we'd all acknowledge that. And looking back on that 2006 team all these years later, especially with the health of the team going into the postseason, they didn't have any starting pitching. If you think about who they were throwing out there, Steve Troxel made a playoff start. Oliver Perez is making playoff starts. John Main is making playoff starts. Obviously, Tom, the, the choke artist Glavin, is making postseason starts. No El Duque, no Pedro. So you look back at it all these years later. Yeah, they had a great lineup. Yeah, they had a really good bullpen. But was that the best Met team of our lifetime? Was it? Was the 99 team the best Met team of our lifetime, 2000? On paper, when you look at the regular season, obviously the playoffs are going to be defined in its own story, and we'll see what happens in this postseason. But when you look at 162 games, if you are my age or younger, and your frame of reference doesn't include 1986 and doesn't include 1988, I ask you, and you can... Give me the answer, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's in the comments section of this podcast. What team was better? Just a regular season. And I know that's tough to do, but we don't have a postseason to judge this on. We don't. 
we have the regular season, 162 games. And what I would argue with just about anybody on, and I'd feel comfortable winning and convincing you on, is that this team is the best regular season Met team we've seen in our lifetime, if you are my age and don't remember 88 and 86. And I know it's tough to leave out the playoffs. I get that. But you take a look at 1999. Very much a loved Met team. The Mets choked in 1999. They did. They were choking down the stretch. And the only reason they made the playoffs is because somehow the Reds lost enough games down the stretch for there to be a one-game playoff. I mean, think about it, right? So you want to say this Met team choked? And look, I don't know what word you want to use. Did they come up incredibly small in a series against the Atlanta Braves? Yes, no doubt about it. No one's going to argue that. Did they come up small against teams they were supposed to beat in September numerous times? They absolutely did. But did they, quote-unquote, choke like even the 99 team before they got hot for the last five days and made the playoffs? No. This was a remarkably consistent baseball team. And that'd be the first thing I'd say. Define the 2022 New York Mets regular season. I would say they were a remarkably consistent team. I don't think they ever had a losing month. They never had long losing streaks. They never had really crazy long winning streaks either. But they were a remarkably consistent team. And they weren't exactly a bastion of great health. Like, yes, Lindor didn't miss any significant time. He had the finger issue back in California. Alonzo got hit by a pitch, maybe missed a day or two. But those two guys, the two MVP position player-wise of this team, never missed an extended period of time. Jeff McNeil was mostly healthy. But Starling Marte has missed time, including recently. And really, to, to me, the top of the list when you talk about health is Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. Because this team going into the regular season and certainly going into the playoffs was defined by two aces, defined by, oh, my God, they got Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. When when you look at how many combined starts they made, they didn't do enough. That's kind of funny. Like, I, I always hate the line, and I'm, I'm, I'm not using it per se here, but I guess I sort of am and I feel bad about. I hate the line of, what would you have said in March if I told you the Mets would win 101 games? I hate that line. It's stupid. It's asinine. I'm using it in a different context right now. If you don't approve of it, Pete, yell at me and say you're being a hypocrite. Totally fair. If I told you, (laughs) if I told you Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer would miss as much time as they would miss this season, what do you think would happen to this team? Am I being a hypocrite by uh, using it in that context? or No, because it's completely different because it wasn't like – the way everyone's using it is is in reference to our record and how the team has played. And basically, we had the division locked right. in May, according to Sal and other people. Uh, this is – we didn't we expected them to be healthy and raring to go and have unbelievable seasons, and that's not what we got from Jacob DeGrom or Max Scherzer. No, absolutely. They made a combined 34 starts this season. And that is pretty much half of what you would hope. It's a little bit more than half because I think if you have a healthy season, you're making nowadays 31 starts. I can be conservative and say 30 starts. And they made 34 combined. So what that tells you is that they won in a lot of different ways. They didn't win in the regular season because of dominant one-two punch of Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. They truly didn't. How'd they win this season? How did they win 101 games? 
I would define it this way. I started off by saying remarkably consistent. I stand by that. They never had extended losing streaks. And that's not a knock on teams that have it. Look, the New York Yankees finished with 99 wins. And not turning this into a Mets versus Yankees comparison where we're breaking down what division is better or whatnot. But the Yankees didn't have a consistent season. I think every Yankee fan would tell you that to the point where their extremes positively was much higher than the Mets. We'd all admit that. But then conversely, when they struggled the way they did in August, they were far worse than the Mets ever were. But at the end of the day, they ended up record-wise in a very similar place. They won 99 games, which is a damn good season, just like winning 101 games is a damn good season. I think as a fan, I prefer the way the Mets did it because the highs and lows of losing 13 out of 17, but then, oh, we win 10 out of 11, I think would drive all of us nuts. So until the very end with the three-game series against Atlanta, and I know there's a lot of stuff before that that you can bring up and scream at the radio right now or your phone at, you're saying, Evan, what about the Cubs series? I get it. There's a lot of things you could point towards. 